Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We are on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, all that good stuff. What's yes, going on? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Well, morning. morning, 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 morning. Cold, a little bit cold, but you know. Cold. A little bit, not. Just like Matt Safford. That was cold. cool. It was, it was all right. I mean, it's been all right. Last night was a little cool. You That's know. the first. Yesterday was the first day where you had to break out the winter coats. Like it's actually, cold. it's so funny you said that because I, uh, I got uh, so many coats that my kids and family left behind when they went back, and so I broke out one of the little bubble jackets last night when I walked down the street. I was like, "Oh yeah, this this here is nice," but mm-hmm. then I didn't have the hoodie on, so my ears was froze. Gotta get the hat game right. No, no, I'm a little. Yeah, I'll be straight, I, but I don't plan on being outside. Here uh, for a minute, so you know what they say in L.A. When I moved out to L.A., people were like, "Pack through Thanksgiving." Like you don't need anything past what you would have on Thanksgiving in New York. That's as cold as it's ever going to get in L.A. And it drops after dark sometimes. Yeah, if in the you're winter. close to the beach, it's going to get you. You might get hit with a 55, yeah, a 60. But Some, oh, you, you know, up in the hills, you might you dip yeah, you below 50. Get, yeah, yeah, you might get a out 50. here though. You don't get the you don't get the Tim's ready. You don't get the boots ready. You don't no. get the Scully ready. The full length body jacket, but a 50, you can get you a light cashmere. Keep it moving. Yeah, <laughs> it's good living. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> That's why so, OBJ decided to go to L.A. Good living. Get away from Cleveland. So I said Matthew Stafford was cold. By the way, <laughs> even if you like, I have I had L45S1 herniated discs, right? So to this day, I got to stretch like to get out of bed and stuff. In the cold weather, oh, everything really? is tight. Yeah, warm weather is just good for it. Mm-hmm. And OBJ, there's, 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 like, there's no tortle. way you can tell me. It's just a pure, <laughs> <laughs> no, no tore at all for no me. No tore at all. No, I don't need those complications later. But there's no way you can tell me part of his decision to go to like it was it just purely football or did he look around and say okay these are similar why wouldn't I go to L A well he we already talked about it he likes L A he trains on the West Coast he it's who doesn't want to be in Los Angeles yeah. the greatest yeah. quarterback in the history of the game used to have a home in L A and that's Tom Brady he built a huge Mega Mansion in L.A. He was like, I got to be in L.A. But I wonder if, if Odell was, was thinking about the run defense ahead of time to still make the same decision. They've been – that run defense been bad a couple days in a row. But Odell, look, Matthew Stafford, you brought it up, Jay, was cold. Um, he made his debut for the Rams, Odell. He was targeted three times, two catches – for 18 yards. I think I made a joke about that. He's going to, and as a matter of fact, that was that joke Devontae Adams. Devontae right? Adams. Yeah. He just doubled. He had one catch for however many yards. Six he yards. Said, and he's like, yeah, two catches two for, for 12. 12. That's yeah. better than what you got. So, two, so three targets, two catches, 18 yards. Here's Odell on his Rams debut. I was excited. I was, you know, felt like I was ready for the moment. Uh, I feel like I've been through so much and, and, God has put me in this position for that exact moment, and it just wasn't our night. Like, there's really no way around it. It just wasn't our night. Um, all three phases of the game, you know, they ran the ball well. Uh, they stopped us while we were on offense, and they just they just beat us. Yeah, three targets, two catches for 18 yards is probably fine. a realistic prediction, but I was That's expecting fine. something to pop a little bit. Yeah, but when they got – when you get out of – sink and you're getting destroyed, you get away from 
whatever game plan you went in there with, whatever they decided to do with OBJ, they kind of went away from it, you know, and decided to do something else because you're getting beat pretty bad. So you got to get away from certain things. And he doesn't know the offense. He only played a handful of snaps. It wasn't like he was in there all the time. And so because he wasn't there all the time, they had to force feed Cooper cup who wind up getting, I think 12 catches for like a buck 50. So, you know, they forced the ball to him because he knows the system. Van Jefferson knows the system. OBJ is a guy who has to wait for uh, Matthew Stafford, who predominantly is running out of the gun, but because he needs to tell OBJ what to do, they can't even run their offense out of the Mm -hmm. gun. He's got to get underneath the center. I mean, all of those sort of things, when you played the game like I have, you kind of know. Like, oh, they're playing under – they playing under the center now. Oh, I see why. Because OBJ doesn't know what to How do. How long till that fixes itself? This week. This, this week. So one yeah. week. Yeah, one week. One one full week of game planning with him would be fine. Well, you said three targets. Yeah. Well, that first failed target was probably the most memorable target, right? Because that was the one where I'm not sure if OBJ, you know, cut the route short or if he was improvising, but he stopped short and essentially Matthew Stafford threw a deep ball, which led to an interception. I don't worry about OBJ and Matthew Stafford getting on the same page eventually. I just have a lot more questions around the Rams and their defense and whether it's two games in a row now where Matthew Stafford has thrown two interceptions to start the game, and you're starting to see a little bit of that start to seep into the mind of people If you can't stop the run, then you can't afford to let that happen because they'll do what San Francisco did is you got a little lead early, Start running the ball, the time pound. of possession. Don't give them chances to catch up. That that game was over in the first half. Yeah, you know, the interception, the, the long interception was a broken play. Matthew Stafford scrambling around. I think it was on third down, too. Mm-hmm. So you treat that like a punt, no. basically. It's like, we're going to wind up punting anyway. I have nothing. Let's just see. Maybe we get a P.I. Maybe something happens. A lot of good possibilities. Only yeah, one so bad let's one. Just, yeah. Let's see what happens there. Then when you look at that, the second interception was unfortunate. It was a screen. Higby bobbled it. Guy makes a great play, uh, catches it, and runs back for a touchdown. Neither one of those interceptions, to me, was on Matthew Stafford. You discount those. On the the Higby one, when he was running that that cross route, right, wasn't the ball thrown behind him a little bit? There was a screen. Oh, yeah, was let's a see little, the play. I mean, yeah, a little see, screen. See here, I think. No, this is a deep this, pass. The, the ball was thrown behind because I remember he he tried to bring it back to the front. I, I felt like last night there were a lot of balls that were thrown behind. No, see, catch, oh, that, that one. Okay, that you one, can't yeah. catch the ball with your chest. Man. There was a couple. Other, there, were, there were a lot of drop <laughs> passes over the ball was thrown behind. People. I, I see well you on that ball. one. You're no, right but on I'm saying, one. Jay, you can't catch the ball with your chest, right? I hear you. He got it. That's what. That's why they tell you to stick your hands out there and keep your thumbs nice and tight together. It's almost like. Throwing the ball to me and you putting it as a point guard, you putting it on my kneecaps. Yeah. Well, that ain't where I want it, man. I need it where I can catch I it. Think, but and he trying to he's trying to body snatch it and it bounces off his arms and you never you never get an opportunity to get a second catch. So if he'd have caught it with if he'd have caught tried to catch with his hands, Jay, mm-hmm. now he drops it, he can just flip like it's that. Gone. He gets a second chance. So are you more concerned with Matthew Stafford or are you more concerned about the run, the Rams Defense. ability? to stop the run when defense. you think about a team like the Cardinals and how much defense. they rush for defense. per game. Like that that Rams defense, Look, very here's the good. All defense, 100%. Ever since Sean McVay came to the Rams and Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator, their run defense has always been dismal. They have not figured out how to stop the run. They just haven't. 
Even with Wade Phillips was great. And their defense is always rated high from a scoring standpoint and a yardage standpoint because people don't throw the ball in the air nearly as much on them. They just if you can if you can run the ball, if you can go by ground, why try and go by air? Let me tell you how bad it was. Here's the good news, first of all, with Odell. He got separation on that target, on the busted play, on when he was targeted. That was, I guess, the one incompletion to Odell, mm-hmm. right? But he was wide open for a second. Like, Odell can get separation. Yeah, that, he's fine. That's the good. Here's the bad news if you're a Rams fan. And I've had the Rams as the best team in football this year. I thought, you know what, they'll figure it out up front, whatever. If you are that bad against the run, what we've seen the last two weeks, if you get pushed around like that, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. No. Like, that's out. Well, you got to think about the teams. Jay mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. That's one team that rushed for 200 yards on them at their home stadium. There's another team that wears a star that's playing pretty good football right now. Name is the Dallas Cowboys. They got two backs that's pretty good in Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And then for some weird, odd reason, the Carolina Panthers decide to backdoor into the playoffs, sitting at the seventh seed at 5-5. Five and five. You got a guy in, in Christian McCaffrey along with Cam Newton who could probably run the football the as well. And then Aaron Jones, when Green Bay decides to run the ball, they come to the party. And then you still got Leonard Fournette and you still got Jones coming to the party as a second time around, even though you beat them the beginning of the season, the second time around is going to be harder. Could you imagine Matthew Stafford's first playoff game with the Rams could easily wind up like this, and they get the Panthers and Cam and McCaffrey run it down their throats? Could you imagine? Mm. That would be a nightmare scenario for the Rams. All right, look. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. The Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Why one player might be the difference between making the playoffs and missing them. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match 
match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash morning. Code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Love that dude, man. Mm-hmm. It just feels different, Max. You know, with some people, it just feels different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Like, listen, Cam Newton scored twice. First two times he touches the ball. Runs it in, throws it in. Uh, Matt Rule says Cam's going to get most of the first team practice reps this week. So he's starting. He's starting. <laughs> Sunday versus Washington. Here's really? Coach on what, he, on what he saw, what he wants to see from Cam Newton. I want everything that Cam brings. I don't want... Cam light, you know, I want, I want full cam, you know, and uh, as long as cam uh, uh, is focused on football, which he is. So it's easy. Full cam. Huh? So what's cam light? What we, what we saw with the Patriots not running enough. Like what is cam? No, light? Cam light is just, just what they did against Arizona. Didn't give him all the snaps, obviously, because he was new. They just got him. Uh, got to get him up to speed a little bit. Got to see where he's at from a physical standpoint. Now that you know, there won't be six, seven, eight, ten plays. It'll be all 58 plays on the offensive side of the ball because we're going to get him up to speed the way he needs to be. And you're going to see in this game, you're going to see some ill-advised timeouts. You're going to see a few delayed games. You're going to see that sort of stuff, but they can overcome that because his ability – to energize everybody and get everybody going. And that's the one beauty about Cam Newton that you know and you recognize with a guy like that. He's played with everybody in that locker room for the most part. He's been gone 19 months away from them. That's not a long time, right? I mean, 19 months is not a long time to be away from a team. Just look at it this way. He was injured and rehabbing. That's, that's well, how that's actually what happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying you just look at it Let's just assume he was still on the team, but he was injured in rehabbing. Yeah, he spent a year and a half in, in one year in New England and a half a year kicking around, and now he's back. And everybody knows him. They all still go to the same hangout, eat the same places. He probably still parks his car in the same spot, the whole deal. Evan, can we play the sound one more time? I just want to – I heard something. I just want to make sure I heard it correctly. I want everything that Cam brings. I don't want Cam light. You know, I want I want full Cam, you know, and uh, – as long as Cam uh, uh, is focused on football, which he is, so it's easy. So, Key, let's translate. I don't want Cam light. I want everything Cam is. So, I want ascots. I want fly gear. I want you taking selfies on the podium with Robbie Anderson. I want you having your parking spot with your name, Cam Newton. I want all the camps. As long as you win. You win. You give us this energy. That's what we want. That's what it sounded like a coach saying to me, like, and I just think for Cam, that kind of coach who, who gives you that ability, that freedom, that's different than Bill Belichick, right? I'm not saying that Belichick, Bill didn't give him Belichick that freedom. Belichick seemed to love this dude. I'm not saying, but it's just, it's different when a coach outwardly says that as opposed to, and I'm not saying Bill Belichick held him back in any way or possible. I'm just saying that the demeanor of a coach saying, hey, that's your leash. And let me tell you something. Just here's my prediction. It's going to take him, I think, a little longer than I would guess, Key, you're going to say it. I I think it's going to take half a dozen games for him to get back to where he was before he ever left. But where he was, was you know, before he got hurt, rather, you know, his shoulder against the Steelers. 
But where he was was operating at a very high level. And now the difference is this is a better team in terms of the weapons, offensive weapons he has. So Cam signing with the Panthers and not the Saints, right? Like we were saying Saints and Steelers. But let's focus on the Saints because they play in the same division. That could be the difference between the Panthers making the play. Now they could both, both make the playoffs. But they might be fighting for that seventh spot. So if only one of them makes a play, maybe the Panthers get in and the Saints don't because of this. Well, if you remember, the Panthers have already beaten the Saints, so they got one up on them based on the head-to-head. In terms of why the Saints wouldn't go after Cam, your guess is as good as mine. I guess they felt like they had Taysom Hill and they had Trevor Simeon, which quite honestly, Trevor Simeon is a guy who can't win the Saints games, but Sean Payton's not going to let him lose them. They have a very solid defense. Alvin Kamara did not play in the Tennessee Titan game. Michael Thomas, we already know about that story. So they don't have a whole lot of explosive playmakers on the offensive side of the ball for them, but they have a solid defense. They're going to be, in the end, hovering around the South division, no question about it. Uh, I don't know that Cam wanted to go to New Orleans. I don't know that. I don't know that they really looked at it and said – He can give us an opportunity. We, on the outside, are trying to put him there because we're looking at Trevor Simmons and saying, seriously? I never thought Carolina for one minute, never even thought about it, never thought about it for one minute that they would go back and revisit Cam Newton. But clearly, it was a financial decision for them to release him when they did, much like the Indianapolis Colts did with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was coming off a neck injury, $25 million due to him, and we hold the number one pick with Andrew Luck coming out. We got to part ways. And it's the same thing with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's due $20-plus million. He's got a Liz Frank uh, uh, injury on his foot. And it's like, well, we don't know. We're, Teddy Bridgewater is available. Okay, you know what? We're not going to pay this guy this money because we don't know what it is. But it is so interesting to me. But listen, by the way, this is what Belichick said, Jay Key, mm-hmm. about Cam signing with the Panthers on WEEI's The Greg Hill Show yesterday. I'm happy for him. That's what he said. Yeah, absolutely. It was great when they signed him. Sounds like he had a great day yesterday. So always happy for Cam. Appreciate everything he did. He and here's the key to it. He was a wonderful guy to coach mm-hmm. and be around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Belichick, thought you had sound. I didn't know you were going to read it. No, no. Belichick <laughs> has been saying that since the moment. Of came, but, but like to impress Bill Belichick with your leadership, competitiveness, yes. work ethic, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and to have him still singing your praises, Belichick can say he's a good football player. Da da da. He does not say that. He goes out of his way to heap praise on Cam Newton. Now, they didn't have any offensive weapons. That's why Tom Brady left. Cam was coming off a catastrophic injury, learning a new system. This version of Cam should be three times the player he was in New England. First off, isn't it funny that the tone of Bill Belichick sounds completely different than the tone of some of the rumblings that was coming around the Boston area about Cam? Well, because you can't can't (laughs) listen to those that don't know. Cam Newton is a very polarizing individual. It's, It's... it happens, man. When you, again, when you don't succumb to others' views of you and how you're supposed to, as they like to use the word, behave, all those sort of things, or act, 
and you do you, people form their own opinion of who you are. Bill Belichick never did that and never would. You got to remember, Bill Belichick coached Corey Dillon from the Cincinnati Bengals, who a lot of people thought was bizarre. How did that work out? Went and took him to a Super Bowl. He coached Randy Moss, who many people thought was bizarre. How did that work out? And so when you start to look at some of the players that Bill Belichick has coached that people would consider a problem, that's not the case. Because Belichick, I, I'll go back again to the difference between the signal and the noise. Nate Silver, 538, had a book, The, Sil- mm-hmm. the Signal and the Noise. There's a lot of static around, a lot of, no- lot, of, lot of noise. How do you find the signal? What's important? All the kind of stuff that you call yeast or whatever that people yeah. put on, or all the static, the extra stuff. Belichick can see through that. What's important? Is he competitive? Does he work hard? Is he a leader? Can he make the plays I need him to make? But nothing else matters. Also, they're not going to bring you into an environment that's safe and nice if you are problematic. But people, again, Max, they don't want to, you know, they just don't want to do it. It takes work to to see through what's to what's important. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So speaking of Belichick. He about to get his revenge on Brady. Oh, I'm I'm keeping score, Belichick and Brady. Uh, no question. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Dr. Pepper, call on lines 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're asking who's going to go deeper into the playoffs, Patriots or Bucks, And there's a reason we're asking that. Um, I might the have man- to fight Mac Jones for throwing that ball to me if I was Kendrick Bourne. Man, Why? I- Why? That was a bad throw? Man, that dude, oh, man, if, if, if the safety had any type of – Double coverage. Man, any type of play. Was if the safety was any good, he'd have knocked him out. It's a nice ball, though. Key, you would go get that ball. Oh, I'm going to go get it. But I'm saying as an observer, it just looked like a headache shot waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The man in the arena spe- – and by the way, the man in the arena, this is, this is uh, germane to the issue that we're about to discuss here because the man in the arena is a speech that Teddy Roosevelt gave overseas. And he talks about how the you know, it's not about the critic – who never takes any chances. It's about the athlete. Win or lose, the guy who's covered in you know sweat and blood and all that and gave his all, that's who's important, not mm-hmm. the person who points out, well, he didn't do it just right. But I'm going to be that person in a second. But anyway, The Man in the Arena with Tom Brady launches today on ESPN+. Plus. You can listen to The Man in the Arena podcast, 10-part series exploring how sports 
has an impact on our everyday lives through the lens of Tom Brady's career. Brought to you by State Farm and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Man in the Arena is directed by Gotham Chopra, and he's going to join us at 9.30. So, speaking of Tom Brady and the Man in the Arena, that's right. Key, this is going to really get on Key's nerves. I am watching, and I'm keeping score, Brady Belichick. Because the number oh, one, God. yes, because the number one sports debate in the 21st century, which is already, we're into our third decade of the 21st century. MJ versus LeBron. MJ versus LeBron is, is the one. There are, two, there are two great debates. MJ versus LeBron. Everyone knows it's MJ except for misguided people like Jay or whoever. Like me. And two, the other, the other, the, the second debate is was it more Brady or Belichick? And what's great about that one is unlike MJ LeBron, we are going to get some evidence. They won all these championships together. Now they're apart. Brady won the Super Bowl in his first year. Guys, he didn't make the playoffs, win a game, go on a run, get to the championship. He won the Super Bowl, and Belichick didn't make the playoffs. But now. So that diminishes Belichick. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. There must be a winner and a loser. Unless the Lions tie the Steelers, then it's, and then you get a tie. But otherwise, winner and a loser. Okay. He now. really believes this. He really yes, loves this. Yes. I knew this would. Really bother key. Listen to what Ryan Clark said about the Patriots and the Bucks, and this is about Belichick and Brady. The Pats will go further than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you watch this team play, Stephen A., there is no team that you look at in the AFC and you say, right now, I'm always going to take them over the Patriots. Right, You look at the Buffalo Bills, I think the Buffalo Bills, from a roster standpoint, are probably the best team in the AFC. The Tennessee Titans, as what we've seen on the grass, they are the best team right now. In a, in a one-game, winner-take-all, with Bill Belichick on the sideline, I don't know if I can pick those teams over the New England Patriots. Well, I feel like there are teams in the NFC right now, you pick over Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan's not, Ryan's not far off. He's not far off at all. What he is off about, though, is talent-wise. The best, the most talented team in the entire AFC is the Cleveland Damn Browns. Buffalo Bills are a talented football team, but they're nowhere near as talented as the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns got a lot of issues, but in terms of the roster from front to back, they, they, run, they run pretty deep when healthy. But Belichick, you know, this Belichick-Brady thing, here's what I always say. Brady left to go to a team that he can win immediately with. He was smart enough to realize that this roster, I couldn't wait another year. I can't wait. They were not willing to spend money in 2020 to boost it up. They spent money in 2021, but they were not willing in 2020. So he moved on. Therefore, they managed to put something together to win a few games didn't make the playoffs. This year they spent the money. It looked like they're going to probably contend for the division. But at the same time, Bill Belichick did discover Tom Brady when nobody else, including the New England Patriots, passed on him multiple times into the sixth round before they made a decision to finally draft him. So let's not act like Belichick doesn't have something to do with the no way doubt. things are. Both of, also, them, both of them, no doubt. Also, Bill Belichick went 11-5 with Matt Damn Castle. Yeah, won they ten, won they 10 games, 11 that season. Yeah, yeah, 10 games with Matt Castle, 11 that season, and they didn't make the playoffs, but he did win games like with other quarterbacks. I'd like to point something out, by the way, because people I've made that point many times through the years. People have pointed this out to me. They were undefeated the previous season. 
So without Brady, they came way down. They were just so stacked that they were still pretty good. They came. They went undefeated and lost to the damn New York Giants yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So 18 wins. <laughs> like, seriously. But you go from 18 wins to 11 wins. Can I say something real quick? Okay. I, I, I give Bill Belichick and the Pats a lot of credit. But it's one of those things that when you hear it, it sounds polarizing when Ryan Clark says it. But let's have a little exercise for one second, Max. Mm-hmm. If I were to take the Pats and exchange them with the Bucks, I were to put the Pats in the NFC and then put the Bucks in the AFC, would that comment still be true for the Pats? No. Yeah, because the NFC is loaded. You look at the NFC, you're saying, okay, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Packers, the Cowboys. When you're looking at AFC, you're saying the Bills – the Titans, you guys don't believe in the Titans. Chiefs, I kind of get do. it together. Chiefs, yeah. if they get it, to, when they get it together. If and when. Yeah. And then, who else? Yeah. Who else? So look at how loaded Ravens, the conference. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens if they get healthy, especially. If they get, yeah. if they get another big if, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's a pretty big caveat, don't you think? I, I, I do. I'll say this. This is the stuff that, like, Key wants to, you want to put, like, fire extinguisher on it. But it's so how often in life, when you have a debate I'm like this... I'm not going to use the fire extinguisher. I'm going to use the foam. It puts it out faster. <laughs> but how, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fire department. Look, how often in, in a debate like this, like one of the Grizzly, more Belichick or Brady, we'll never know. I'm discourse. talking about, do we actually have an experiment this good? Key, of course you're right. Brady stacked the deck in his favor when he goes to the Bucks. But it's one thing if you win a playoff game, if you get to the NFC chip. He won so Bill Belichick, the Super Bowl. So Bill Bowl. Belichick would be the GOAT with the caveat that he's not as good. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Without no, no, Brady. That's no, what you're saying. What I'm saying or he's is, not the GOAT. What I'm saying is Ryan Clark makes such a great point. You, maybe you can't win the Super Bowl. you got a rookie quarterback. But one thing Belichick can do, get farther than Brady in the playoffs this year. Let people like Jay Williams make the point. Well, the AFC won as tough as the – people are going to forget those details. What they'll remember is Brady won the Super Bowl. They're forget all the other details. He won the Super Bowl. Belichick missed the playoffs. But year two, Belichick got farther than Brady. He did, even if you, he doesn't win the Super Bowl, if you he really just think gets people are going to remember that Belichick got so if yep. the Pats don't win the Super Bowl or don't yep. get to the Super Bowl and say the Bucks get knocked down in the first round, people are going to remember. Oh, Bill Belichick got further than no, Tom Brady. That's a good point. Not exactly, but the sense of it will be over this year and next year, deep into next year. Huh? Be- uh, B- Brady hadn't proven that it was more him than Belichick. Belichick just, just got farther than him. By the way, with a team that Brady left the cupboard bare. This is why he's good, Key. You see, he really he believes this. Yeah, it's incredible. That's what he should the believe to get bleach and put it on his body because <laughs> it's disgusting that you would even want to sit up here and have a conversation about who is better and who did yeah, this and who did sports that. Talk. I know it's sports talk, but they're both. Both of these guys are responsible for what the Patriots did in their dynasty and all the things that they did. Both of them are responsible. Oh, because clearly, if you want to break it all the way down, I can just tell you the first three Super Bowls victories that the New England Patriots, it was all Belichick and not Brady. I right. mean, you can do it all type mm-hmm. of ways. No doubt. If you want to discredit one versus the other. No doubt. No, I'm not. It's not about, well, here, you'll like, you'll like the man in the arena, okay? This is what Teddy Roosevelt said. The Sorbonne, I believe, right? It was, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> the credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. 
but who does actually hear strive ye, hear to do ye, the deeds? Ye. Who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions? That's right. That's Tom Brady and also Bill Belichick. But the rest of us will sit on the sidelines, so to speak, and hold gauge on, hold on, hold on. where they hold, are. Hold on. Key and I have been in the damn arena, though. Yeah, you have. But now you're, you're – that's true, you have. That's why, I didn't, you, that's why I didn't say it applies I'm to you. I'm not engaging in this conversation much because it is Lysol and bleach that needs to be added to this germ of Belichick and Brady. Do you understand that people's interest in subjects like this is one of the reasons everyone's making money? But, I, but, I get it. I, I understand it. it. But it's filthy. I just don't know where the conversation goes. So if, so if, if Belichick goes and he wins – and Brady doesn't go this year and win. Then what are they tied? Yeah. We're gonna have this conversation yeah. in twenty oh, now tied. Yeah. Oh god. Now we need to see next year. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly but right. Kelly, it probably wouldn't be a tie because then Belichick would have won with a rookie quarterback. And who's the last to oh. win a Super Bowl right. with a rookie quarterback? Oh. Hold, hold on, because Bill would have rebuilt it, right? So Bill, oh. G, the GM of Bill, would have built the roster that the bleach. coach Bill would have won. So you give Bill the edge there because Brady went to a team that was ready-made. All they needed was a quarterback, and he won. Oh, Whereas, don't let Evan, Evan don't let, Evan. don't let Dan Graziano joins us now. Don't let Bill Belichick win the Super Bowl oh, with God. a rookie quarterback. <laughs> That's oh, going to be tough. All right. Dan, where are you? Does, Bill, does Belichick need to win a Super Bowl to catch up to Brady? Does, does he have <laughs> Dan, to go farther I'm in the right playoffs? Here in the studio. Where are you? I'm right here I'm with really you. On this subject, <laughs> does, he need, does he need to go farther in the playoffs no. than Belichick? No. Uh, sorry, than Brady to catch up in the public debate? No. The, the, no. I, I don't know about the public debate because, I, I mean, I, I feel like we frame that to a large extent. But, no, I think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are one of the great, if not the great, combinations – in the history of sports, most successful tandems in the history of sports. And I don't think what happens following their 20 years together has any real effect on either one's legacy. I mean, Thank look, you, I, I think it's – think Come it, on, it can, guys. It can, Please, Dan. Can, well, it has, all right, it, has, it has some effect, right? Yeah, Obviously, no, no, no he's, saying, did, he's saying explain it to me. Him. What Brady Help did guy. in Tampa Bay obviously adds to his legacy. But it doesn't detract from Belichick's. And if Belichick wins this year, it adds to his. It doesn't detract from Brady's. I mean, <laughs> Brady has messed this up for everyone, right? Like, you can't win the Super Bowl every year. And, and, and the fact that he's done it has applied too high a standard to the rest of the league. And as of last year, that includes his former coach. So I think what Belichick's done here so far, and again, Belichick's legacy is not just great Hall of Fame coach. It's great Hall of Fame roster builder. Belichick's legacy is that he found a way to defeat a system that is constructed to prevent exactly what he did, right? You can't, you're not supposed to win the Super Bowl six times in 20 years. You're not supposed to be able to build a dynasty in the salary cap era. So Belichick's legacy goes way beyond whether he ever wins a Super Bowl without Tom Brady or not. I, I, I just think it's, it's I, can, I can use your argument crazy. against you. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time in your opinion? Michael Jordan. All right. So... Do you give the edge to Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson won with Kobe and Shaq? No. Oh, same same type of scenario. Yeah, Jordan. There it's are, the same type there, of thing. No, there, Jordan because it's, Jordan it's, it's only won good, it with Phil Jackson. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good analogy. But then Phil but Jackson went on and won it after him, but you're not giving that credit to Phil Jackson, but you're going to do it with there, Brady there, there and some, That's a very good analogy, but there are some differences. You, I believe coaching in football is more important than coaching in basketball. I think that's, that players determine outcomes more in the NBA than they do in the NFL compared to coaches. But we're talking about number quarterbacks, one. and we're talking about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. yeah. Number two, it, Michael Jordan. I, I don't want to get into a whole Jordan thing, but 
Anytime you gave him Too at late. least one other all-star, he basically always won the championship in under seven games. It's different. It's not like Phil Jackson went and did. He did great things without Jordan. He had a Jordan clone in Kobe and Shaq. It's a little bit different. So, Dan. So, Key. I'm going to give him some warm bleach upon his body and clean him up a little bit, you know, because he just – he, he all Jeremy right now. I love so, it. Matt Rule decided to play Cam Newton. Were you surprised? No, because – when when I talked to – I had their game the week before against the Patriots. Talking to Panthers, Panthers coaches, the concern they had with P.J. Walker was that when he gets in close, his decision-making can be a little shaky. So when they put Cam in at the goal line, I'm thinking, well, this is perfect, right? Because not only is Cam – Cam's a difference maker here on a level that few have ever been. So it made a lot of sense uh, in that regard, and it worked great for him. Now we'll see what happens in terms of them giving him more of the offense this week and getting him ready to start – uh, which is obviously the plan based on what they're paying him. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty smart pretty smart play, I thought, by the Panthers. Are we ready to play hot news or not news? Always. Let's do then it. Let's do it. Aaron. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or oh, not news? You're so scary. You're going to throw it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron Jones is out one to two weeks. Dan Graziano, hot news or not news? Look, I think it's, I think it's hot news because it, do, it, it obviously affects what the Packers w- want to and can do on offense. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. That said, I think they can win a game or two if need be because, I mean, they have Dylan. They have other places they can go in the passing. Rodgers will be better going forward than he was Sunday after not practicing for two weeks. Uh, so I, I think it's hot news because the Packers have to account for it and they have to adjust for it. I, I, you know, tangentially to that, I think I think they can and will. I don't think it's hot news. I understand the name Aaron Jones, shock value there, but Dylan's a capable back to carry the load for one or two mm-hmm. weeks. They got the best quarterback possibly in the National Football League right now in 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers. So one or two weeks without him, and it's not like Green Bay has always had or Aaron Rodgers has always had a running game to support him. And Aaron Rodgers is going to get more reps. He'll find his rhythm offensively playing against the Vikings before they play against the Rams. Look, and that defense is getting better and better. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's news. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's not news. The interesting thing will be, in a 17-game season, are players who miss a game or two actually better off by the end yeah, of the season? That is interesting. Because they got like one or two weeks of less wear and tear. Steeler safety Minka Fitzpatrick tests positive for COVID-19. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? Uh, I think it's – who do they got this week? They got a, they got a big one this week. They got uh, a Sunday night game against – I'm going to pull it up for you real quick. Yeah, I think it's hot news because, I mean, the Steelers don't have margin for error. They just had – inability to beat the Lions uh, is not going to help you get into the playoffs. I know they didn't lose to them either, but um, – Got the Chargers. They got the Chargers. I mean, game. the Chargers sure. are struggling a little bit, Justin Herbert, but – you know, Minka Fitzpatrick's a big part of that defense, and I, I think it's hot news. Yeah, it's hot news. It, it, they got the Chargers this weekend. We know what Justin Herbert and what they like to do with the trees on the perimeter, throwing the ball down the field. And Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the top three defenders on Pittsburgh, if not one of the top two defenders on Pittsburgh's team. So it is hot news. He makes a lot of plays on the back end. Hot news, T.J. Watt got banged up this past weekend, too. Big Ben is returning after COVID. A lot of things. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe returning. Yeah. Good point, Dan. So a lot of things in flux for this team right now. Yeah, I would say hot news. People forget, but when I give Tomlin all the credit, he went 8-8 eight and eight, even without mm. Roethlisberger. That season, to me, the turning point, they acquired Micah yeah. Fitzpatrick. The defense got so much better, they were able to stay competitive without a quarterback, really. Dan Graziano giving the straight talk. 
brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Chiefs winning three in a row, Dan. Hot news or not news? They're, they're first in the AFC West. Yeah, obviously it's hot news. I mean, they needed to get back on track. I'm not sure I'm on the, hey, they're all the way back train from Sunday night. I, I think there was... There were some matchup-related things with the Raiders' defense that worked in their favor, and I'm, I'm curious to see if they can continue to do what they did over the long haul, right? Like, if, if what we've been telling the Chiefs is take what's in front of you, take the shorter stuff, run the ball, et cetera, they did it for one game. Can they do it over the next couple of months? I'm interested to see uh, whether they stick to that. You know, I, it's, it's hot news for those that believe that the Chiefs are – coming back to the party like myself. I think they're going to win the division. I think the Chargers, along with the Broncos and the Raiders, are going to surrender this division to Kansas City. Sometimes it's not as pretty as you want it to be, hmm. but in the end, the results are the way you need it. I'll say hot news, but Dan, I have a question for you. How do you think Dallas's defense, considering the way they looked against Atlanta, will hold up against the way Patrick Mahomes is playing right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they're going to have to really cover well on the back end because their pass rush is in bad shape, right, with Randy mm-hmm. Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence both out. So, yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be tricky. But, look, I mean, everyone's been playing too high safety. The Raiders didn't. Uh, look what happened. The Eagles didn't. Look what happened to them. Like, there's a, there's a formula for trying to limit the Chiefs, and I think the Cowboys are smart enough to figure that out. I think this is hot news because I was not impressed by the way the Chiefs played. I think they can play much better that, than that, and they just smashed the Raiders. And t- to me, with their B-minus game, if yeah. they break out their A-plus game eventually, it's going to be a problem in the AFC. They feel like they've improved on defense the last couple of weeks, but this Dallas will be a real serious test. Spagnola defenses. I keep yeah. trying to tell people they get better as the season wears on. Robert Sala responding to Rex Ryan's criticism <laughs> by saying Rex always got something to say. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? We really got to do this. With we got Rex. like 30 seconds. I, I, I say not news. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. The co- coach is pushing back on something that got said in the media. I think not news. Hot news. You got two coaches going at it in the media. You like this. You're just a dog, this guy right here. <laughs> hot <laughs> news, though. Yes, he, two, he former, two former Jet coaches. One former. with success. You got news on Salah? Oh, former? well. You know, <laughs> eventually, eventually, right. everyone's a former coach, Dan. Oh wow, that just the Rams. One former coach. Is the Rams' stubbornness their biggest issue? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN Two. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.